Hey, everyone. This is Chris Ryan from The Ringer. As many of you have heard by now, we lost a treasured colleague and friend over the weekend. Jonathan Charks passed away on Saturday. John was 34. He leaves behind a wife and a son, and we are obviously mourning his loss and sending all of our love to his family right now. If you go to theringer.com slash Jonathan Charks, that's J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N-T-J-A-R-K-S, you will find a memorial page for John which has links to his GoFundMe that benefits his family and the amazing writing he did throughout his experience. I encourage you to go there. And if you can, please support the Charks family. Briefly, I will just say that John was among the first people that we hired to work for The Ringer. So he was instrumental in defining the voice and perspective of the site. He has as much to do with what this place is as anyone else. And throughout his experience with cancer, John communicated eloquently about the challenges he was facing, both through his writing and his podcasting. You could never stop John from talking about his passions. It's one of the things I loved about him. Over the last few months, you know, whenever we would talk, whenever I would reach out to see how he was doing, I would try to keep it very John-focused. And the next thing I knew, we would be talking about James Harden or Better Call Saul. He really loved this stuff. Uh, he loved talking about it, celebrating it, debating it, illuminating it. We're going to keep putting out our pods and writing while we grieve but we wanted to let folks know that John was in our hearts and that his family was in our thoughts. Thanks for listening. It's the Ringer Gambling Show, presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back, and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem. Call 100Gambler, visit rg-help.com. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Welcome back to the Ringer Gambling Show. It's your boy Raheem Palmer, a.k.a. the Rostradamus. And y'all know how it's going down. We are coming off a four and one week in our best bets. And not only did our best bets remain successful, we hit on our bonus picks. All the teaser legs I gave out cover, as well as the under, the bonus pick, the under in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Dallas Cowboys game, the bonus pick that we gave out. You didn't have to sweat that at all. So we're going to try to continue the momentum. This is the NFL. It's week two. And look, this is one of the most difficult weeks of the year because you have to figure out if. What you saw in week one, is that real? Is it fake? Like, how do you determine that? Like, you know, you're trying to figure out where the overreactions are. So we're going to get into our 
best bets for these Vegas contests. You know, some of these lines are stale, as I said before, because these Vegas lines and these contests, they do lock midweek. So we're going to get into our best bets. We'll have some teaser legs at the end, and then we'll also have a bonus pick as well. So let's get into it. Number one. Okay, for our first pick, we're going to go with the Miami Dolphins plus three and a half against the Baltimore Ravens. Look, both of these two teams are teams that I've been high on coming into this season. Obviously, you know, if you listen to the Ringer Gambling Pod, I do have futures on the Baltimore Ravens. But I really like the Miami Dolphins in this spot. The Ravens really didn't impress me last week. You know, I think they had just a 39% success rate last week, and they really struggled to run the ball. You know, outside of explosive plays, they didn't really get much done against the New York Jets team. So I like the Dolphins in this matchup. I know the Dolphins, they weren't great on offense either. But the one thing I can say about the Miami Dolphins is they did provide the blueprint to slow down Lamar Jackson last year, and there's some trends supporting them. The Dolphins are 8-2 and two in their last 10 games dating back to last season. You know, obviously, the Dolphins are also 13-6-1 in their last 20 games as an underdog. And the Ravens are 3-7 and seven against the spread in their past 10 games as a favorite. And Lamar Jackson, he's really struggled as a home favorite as of late. So I think the Dolphins are in a good spot here when you look at the Ravens. One of the reasons why we like the Ravens coming into this season is that we felt like their injury luck would regress to the mean, but that hasn't happened. They already lost cornerback Kyle Fuller. Marcus Peters could be out. Ronnie Stanley, the left tackle, he's a question mark coming into this game. He might not play. And obviously, you already lose Jawan James. So with that blitz coverage that the Dolphins threw at Lamar last year, I think they're going to throw it at him again. And with a banged-up offensive line, I think they could have some issues here. And then when you look at the corners, obviously, they're going to have to deal with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. I just think it's a recipe for Dolphins to get the upset. So I'm taking the Dolphins plus three and a half as one of my contest picks. Number two. For my next contest picks, we're going to the Denver Broncos minus 10. Look, I mean, it's minus 10, so it is on the key number of 10. Obviously, I would rather get the nine and a half, but I feel comfortable with it at 10. One of the things that you have to look at when it comes to NFL, it's home field advantage. And I know it's declining year over year. But when you look at the Denver Broncos, because they play in my house stadium and they have all that altitude, they have one of the best home field advantages in football and early season home field advantage. It's I mean, it's, it's one of the greatest of all time. When you look back to since 2000, the Denver Broncos are 19 and three straight up. And 14-4 against the spread in home openers since 2000. You know, visitors really struggle with the thin air in Mile House Stadium early season. And when you look at the Texans, they come off an overtime game. They were on the field for 90 plays. They gave up 517 yards to the Colts. And they really benefit from two turnovers and a missed kick. So when you look at the Broncos, Broncos really outgained the Seahawks by 180 yards. They went 0-4 for 4 in the red zone, including two turnovers at the one. I mean, the only drive ended in a punt still gained 40 yards. So the Broncos offense, to me, like if they can't convert it last week, we would see this spread of upwards of 14 points. And when you look at the Houston Texans, they, I mean, their defense really doesn't impress me. I think they were 23rd in EPA per play last week, um, 25th in success rate. I mean, the Colts really just, they, they screwed up. I mean, and when you look at Davis Mills on the road, he really hasn't been good at all. So let's go with the Denver Broncos minus 10. 
I think you can safely lay the points. This is probably one of my favorite picks of the week. I think Russell Wilson goes out there and gets it done. I know Nathaniel Hackett made some questionable coaching decisions, but I don't think that's going to matter this week. I think, you know, this is the Broncos probably win this by 14, 21 points. They take them into the deep waters and drown them, as I always say. Number three. For our third pick, we are going to fade the team that the Broncos should have beat last week. We're going to go with the 49ers. Minus eight and a half. Look, I know that's up to nine and a half now, but on the contest line, it's eight and a half. I really like the 49ers here. I think you could lay this up to 10. Look, we're going to sell high on the Seahawks team, which many thought was going to be one of the worst teams in the league. And we saw it last week with the Seahawks. I mean, they give up almost seven yards per play. I mean, look, the Broncos got anything they wanted. They just had turnovers at the 10. When you look at this 49ers team, look, Obviously, they did disappoint against the Bears last week in a game in which they were six and a half, seven point favorites, but they played them in a monsoon. And it's unfortunate, but I think that suppressed their offensive output. And, you know, a lot of people were on the 49ers last week. I don't think a lot, I think a lot of people have jumped off that bandwagon because Trey Lance didn't look that well. But I mean, who's going to look well in a monsoon? You know, so I think the 49ers bounced back here against the Seahawks team, which really had a real emotional win on Monday night. I mean, they've spent all season preparing for how to beat Russell Wilson. And I mean, they got it done. But I mean, look, they didn't look well at all. I think the 49ers, they go out there and they bounce back and show you why this team had a win total of 10. Number four. For my fourth pick, we're going to go with the Washington Commanders plus one and a half. Look, I know a lot of people are high on the Detroit Lions because of hard knocks, but I'm not buying it. Look, I mean, this this Detroit Lions team, they really, really struggled defensively. I mean, you saw what this Eagles team did to them last week. And Jalen Hurts can't even really throw down the field. I mean, but the Eagles got whatever they wanted. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, this game was over well before the fourth quarter. And then the, the, the Lions, they kind of dressed it up at the end. Got some garbage time scores to make it look nice. But, I mean, when you look at Carson Wentz as a role underdog, 5-0 against the spread, 4-1 outright the last five games. And I think the biggest reason for this handicap is that the Detroit Lions, their offensive line is truly banged up. And one of the strengths of this team is their offensive line. If they don't have an offensive line, you still got to deal with Montez Sweat. You still got to deal with Jonathan Allen. You still got to deal with Deron Payne. They're going to be able to get some pressure on Jared Goff. Obviously, we look at this Washington defensive line. They have five pressures apiece in their win against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Allen and Payne had sacks. I mean, they hit... Trevor Lawrence around three times other than that. So I think they'll be able to get more pressure than the Philadelphia Eagles got last week. And I think this commander's offense is quite underrated. So I'm going to go with the commander's plus one and a half. That's something that I, I, I really like. I'm going to fade the market on this. I think the market is a little bit too high on, on the Detroit Lions. So that's what we're rolling with. Number five. For our final pick, we're going to fade the Philadelphia Eagles and go with the Minnesota Vikings plus two. I know the Philadelphia Eagles are the, the big sexy pick to win the NFC, to win the NFC East, to possibly go to the Super Bowl, but I'm not buying it. You know, their performance against the Detroit Lions, it wasn't that impressive to me. And I mean, you could look at the opening drive that the Lions had. I mean, they ran all over this Eagles defense. And 
DeAndre Swift looked like one of the best running backs in the league. 15 carries, 144 yards, one touchdown. What is Dalvin Cook going to do to this same defense? And then, obviously, they let Jared Goff pass all over them. Obviously, a lot of people are going to say Kirk Cousins in primetime. But, look, I'm not buying it. Kirk Cousins in primetime has won his last two games. And I think he can make it a trend here and, you know, turn that narrative around. I think, obviously, you bring in Kevin O'Connor and, I mean, you get rid of Mike Zimmer, who was stuck in the 1950s. And I, I just think you're in a different you're in a different category in terms of what you can do offensively. Obviously, Justin Jefferson is unstoppable right now. I think he's going to make the Eagles regret drafting Jalen Rieger over Jeff, Justin Jefferson. So we're going to go to Minnesota Vikings plus two. That concludes our top five NFL sides to use in these contests. I think you can find some of these at these these current numbers right now, and I think you can get down on it. Hopefully, we can maintain that momentum that we had last week, but this is the NFL. I want you to be clear. Use b- proper bankroll management because, you know, it's an up and down season. You know, you could be up one week, you could be down next week, but make sure you maintain your bankroll. That's the most important thing when it comes to NFL betting. Okay, now we have some teaser legs for you that I really, really like going in, into this week. One of my first teaser legs that I really like is I like the Cincinnati Bengals. You can tease that down from seven down to one on your six-point teasers. Look, the Dallas Cowboys are a complete mess. A lot of people, they like to take these teams in these underdog spots when they lose a quarterback, but the Dallas Cowboys, to me, they weren't a good team at all, and it's not just that. Obviously, they don't have Tyron Smith, so if you don't have Tyron Smith, I don't know how you're going to be able to protect Cooper Rush in this situation. And if the Bengals get up one score or so, I think this game is over. So the Bengals should be able to win this rather easily. I like them as one of my teaser legs for this week. For a second teaser leg of this week, I really like the Jacksonville Jaguars. You can tease that up from plus three and a half, and you can tease the six points, you can get the nine, cross off those key numbers of of three and seven. And I think you're in a good spot. This total is at 45. And when you look at the the Colts right now, they're really, really banged up. I mean, like Michael Pittman is supposed to be out. Shaq Leonard is still out. They're banged up amongst the defensive line. And when you look at the Colts historically in Jacksonville, it's a house of horrors for them. I mean, this this is not a place where they win at all. So to me, I think you can feel safe teasing the Jacksonville Jaguars in this spot for another teaser leg. I really like the Commanders. I mean, we listed all the reasons earlier, but I think the Commanders, I mean, you teased them up from plus one and a half, teased that up from plus one and a half to seven and a half. You're crossing off those key numbers of three and seven, and I think they should be able to keep this within the number. The the Lions are banged up offensively, and I think the, the Washington Commanders, they have the offense to be able to keep this a close one score game. So I really like that on a teaser. Another teaser leg that I really like is the New Orleans Saints. I I just think, look, the the Saints have had Brady's number all throughout his time in Tampa Bay. They are 4-0 against the spread. I think you can tease this up from plus 2.5 to plus 8.5. Look, this total is coming down largely because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a ton of injuries right now on the offensive line. And what is the thing that the the New Orleans Saints do best. They get pressure. They're able to pressure Tom Brady. I think this is a close, low-scoring game. And with this total at 44, that eight and a half points is going to become really, really valuable. So I really, really like that. That concludes our teaser leg 
picks. I mean, right now we have the Cincinnati Bengals. You're teasing that down from seven to one. We have the New Orleans Saints. You're teasing that up from plus two and a half to eight and a half. We have the Washington Commanders. You're teasing that up from plus one and a half to plus seven and a half. And we have the Jaguars teasing that up from three and a half to nine and a half. I would recommend putting these in two team six point teasers. I wouldn't recommend putting them together in a four teamer, but you know, you kind of just round robin those two team six point teasers, put them all together, take your best two, and I think you should go to the window here. Okay, for our final and bonus pick of the podcast, I like the first half under in the Miami Dolphins Baltimore Ravens game. I think you could find that at 21 and a half. I don't think you're going to see a high-scoring game at all between these two teams. Look, I mentioned earlier the Baltimore Ravens have some issues on the offensive line, and they really struggled to be efficient offensively against the New York Jets. Like I said before, they had just a 39% success rate, but when you look at them on early downs, they were just 24th in early down success rate. And as I said before, the Miami Dolphins did have the blueprint to slow down Lamar Obviously, both teams are banged up on the offensive line. So let's go first half under 21 and a half in the Dolphins and Baltimore Ravens game. You know, Warren Sharp actually liked the full game under in this matchup. I'm going to go with the first half under. I think the first half under, obviously, a lot of times when you're watching NFL games, you see, you know, when one team is behind, the the fourth quarter kind of goes haywire. I'm really big on these first half unders because, you know, if the game starts off slow, I mean, you're pretty much at the window at halftime and you can relax the rest of the game and root for chaos. So that concludes the Ringer Gambling Show. I'm Raheem Palmer, a.k.a. Rostradamus, and y'all know how it's going down. We'll be back on Monday. Myself and JJ, we're going to be breaking down Monday Night Football. We're going to be breaking down everything you saw in week two. Look out for the Ringer Gambling Show. I'm Raheem Palmer, and y'all know how it's going down. Oh.